Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Yes. It's a little softer, but yeah. Couple minute delay. Hey, it's Tuesday at 6.38, almost 39 p.m., Tuesday, October 12, 2021. You are on live at the Sports Attic. It's a weekly show here on Blog Talk Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, you can watch us live on Twitter, on Twitch, and, as always, on Facebook Live. Thank you to the faithful, to all the Clark Bars out there for joining us. I'm going to hand it on over to my partner, Al Archer. Well, thank Yeah, yeah, I, I I guess I do. Um, you 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 sound you got a sound to you over there, buddy. I'm not quite sure what it is. Not quite sure what it is. Are you really? Oh, whoa! Suddenly it's gone. Wow, guys, that is Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the third. I am Clark Lawrenson. I see Tony's hanging out on Twitch. Uh, and he brings something up about uh, we we got to update the crowd on here. Uh, he can't he can't on Twitter because Clark got booted. But the next day, the next day after last week's show, after the last show, I know everybody's been dying to find out. The next day, Twitter came to me groveling and they said, Clark Clark in Chicago at Clark in Chicago, we have made a mistake here. We we humbly ask you to please come back to our platform. And I said, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's what I want to do. So I took some time. I had a little bit of a little revelation. I talked I talked to the wall a little bit there. And uh, hello, who's that? Uh-oh. Do we have a call? Oh, you, you know what? I, I, what is that? That's do fucking we, annoying. Do we have a call? Yeah. I so think we do. The, we the, do. The folks there at Twitter, they... Um, they begged and they begged, and I finally said, you know what? I need Al Archer needs me on Twitter, and I've got to do what the fans need, so I've got to get us on, on there, you know? And so that's what we did. We are back. I finally went back. Hello? Uh-oh. Is this the uh, Larcher Lawrence show? Yes, it is, but I, I didn't answer the call. Uh, who, who am I speaking with? This is Twitter. Oh, hello, Twitter. Um, we had a, we had a little chat there for a moment. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I just no. wanted to call because I hear you telling all this uh, bullshit about uh, uh, about how we screwed up. When in reality, our algorithms found that you are very offensive and you're not very good on our platform. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, no, that's not Al J. That's not him. That's uh that that that's Twitter talking. Uh, well, here here we are. Right here. This is this is 
very interesting. No, Al, Al is, is ridiculous here. Twitter, you know you came to me groveling, and I finally said, fine, I will be back. I will be back. No, Tony, 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 it's not Al that sounds like space. He's, that's Twitter, he says. So uh, um, that is not Al. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I am on the phone. I am not Al. I am Twitter calling in, and I'm very upset about being accused of banning one of the worst people on our platform. You know, we have a list of the worst people on Twitter. And uh, number one, Donald Trump, he's gone. Number two, I can't disclose the name. Number three, Clark Lawrence. Can't disclose the name. Couldn't think of it. One of the two. I don't know. Uh, That isn't how I recall how it went. Anyway, I was back, and I I appreciated that you and I, Twitter, could come to an agreement uh, to, to, to allow that where I said, yeah, I will come back, and I will be on your show. And I just wow! What is happening? Who who is this? Who is this now? That's who is who is this? Well, they they just uh, they just texted me. That's the uh, Twitter security department. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yes. Okay. And what are they saying? What? There it is, guys. I guess I'm getting kicked off of Twitter. I'm going to attempt to send a tweet right now, but um, you can follow the show on Twitter, at Larcher Lawrence. Is that still allowed there, Twitter security? Is that still allowed? That's is that still, still a thing? Allowed. Wait, what was that? Yes. <laughs> that is still allowed, absolutely. <laughs> you try. Okay, good. Good. It, who is that then? Like, it, it, it just, is, are we just trying to figure this out? What are, what are we doing? I am head of Twitter's public relations. My name is Paul. Oh, hey, Paul. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, we will see if I can get on Twitter. Do, do you want to figure this out right here and right now? What would you like to do? Hey, Clark. Yes. You know who this is? Uh, who is this? It's the sports machine. Oh, my gosh. Folks, those of you who may be new to the show... Oh, my Lord. Those of you who may be new to Live at the Sports Attic, you may not have heard the sports machine, but the sports machine's been missing in action for years. I didn't know what happened. I thought maybe it got accidentally thrown out, but Al, Al must have found the sports machine. Sports machine, what's happening? Well, that's right, Clark Lawrence, and the sports machine is back, and we will be rewinding and bringing it back to the Bears game as they play the Packers this week. And what should be an ugly matchup. Uh, I imagine, so the sports machine, you're telling me the Bears don't stand a chance? Zero chance. I don't know. I don't know. Al, Al, are you still around here? Are you, are you, are, are you with the sports machine on this one, or what, what do you think? What? Yeah, I'm, I'm with the sports machine. The Bears have no chance. Oh, man. I, it's been... It's been fun while it lasted. You know, we were able to collect a win, but, uh, you know, outside of that, it's still a bad football team, and it's going to be exposed against a good football team. You know, I mean, the Raiders were going through a lot of stuff. You know, you had uh, the whole uh, Gruden's emails uh, from a decade ago get uncovered, and, uh, you know, the whole thing is is in chaos, and uh, so now he's gone. Wow. I would have thought, 
I, I, I mean, I thought him staying there, they could have still gotten the, the victory while, while he was still with the team. But uh, the Chicago Bears showed up. The defense seems to be getting it done when they have to. So here we are. Two-tune, Chi-Town thinks we'll be, uh, we'll be competitive. Two-tone, two-tone, Chi-Town. Yeah, I, I think we, we could be competitive. It's in the realm of possibilities. But let, let's face the facts. We haven't had Justin Fields throw more than 20, I think, six, 24 times. Right. Most he's thrown in a game. I think last game he threw the ball 22 times. Like, you're not going to be able to slow Green Bay down and play at that slow of a pace. It's very easy for Green Bay to go up by 14 points, to go up by 21 points, and just leave this team in the dust. I'm I'm very concerned about this game, and uh, yeah, yeah. it's going to expose us for what we are. And that's a it's a it's a bad team that's trying to find itself with a good pass rush. Right, right. Well, I think the Bears have been able to figure it out uh, against some other teams and teams going through a few things by the defense playing really darn well, but. If you keep them on the field too long, we're going to get into trouble. And if you can't move the ball, pretty good game, the offensive line I'm talking about. Uh, Damian Williams okay. and uh, Herbert look pretty good together as a, as a one-two tandem running yeah. behind there. And the line actually showed up. Probably the best offensive line game of the season, right? If they can figure out a way to do that, I, I'm with Tony. I think, I think they can be a little bit competitive if they can figure that out. Again, where's Jimmy Graham? Why is he on this team? Can I keep talking about it? Yeah, you keep talking about it. Nobody cares. Like, Jimmy Graham, that's old news. Uh, Jimmy Graham is not – it's irrelevant at this point. You know, we got, we got a large tight end who uh, they threw the ball to. They had enough sense to, to – to, you know, that's, that's the thing. Justin, Justin Fields has probably been working with a lot of the practice squad. And I got to think that tight end who caught the touchdown – I don't even remember his name um, – Halstead, you know, Halstead, Holstein. They've probably been playing a lot together in Hockemeyer. I don't know. Hol- Justin Fields had a little bit of chemistry, a little bit of trust with yep. him. He yep. He's a big dude. Yep. He threw the ball up high, and uh, he went and got it. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my God, man! Uh, it was just fun to watch another victory, Al. Uh, Fields didn't have all the stats in the world, but I. Another good win. First win in Las Vegas. Khalil Mack showed up. Yeah. Jonathan Quinn getting yeah. in the backfield, continuing to make the stat sheet. Eddie Goldman not really uh, showing up in the stats, but he's been in there. Oh, and that defense looked pretty good without Akeem Hicks. It did. It did. Proving, proving the fact that, uh, you know, we could lose him after this year. Okay. Just let him know. I know. I know. It's an emotional thought, and and a lot of people are going to be upset hearing that. But I think Akeem Hicks, at his price point and his decline, is is all meeting at the perfect time. And I, I think we're going to lose Hicks in the off season, and uh, that's okay. You know, we have to build towards the future, and that f- future isn't an offense. It's in getting Dable over here from the Bills. It's throwing the ball more than you know twenty some odd times a game. I mean, we got to get up to thirty. It, we have zero chance of winning this game this weekend if we're not throwing the ball at least 30 times. 21, around 30, 21, times. 21 pass attempts against the Raiders. 21 pass attempts, including Dalton's one for one when he came yeah. in there. So uh, Fields was 12 with 20. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But, I mean, I don't mind seeing, seeing the running backs get some carries. 
Khalil Herbert, 18 carries. Damian Williams, 16. I don't mind seeing that at all. I don't mind seeing that either. And, and I think one of the criticisms of Nagy is he, he moved away from the run. But at the same time, and I understand you're trying to hide the deficiencies of your young quarterback and your young offense. You can't win. This is not 1985. You know what I mean? This, you, right. can't, you can't just hand the ball off over and over and, and hope for success. This is a fast-paced league. This is a fast-paced game now. And unless we're throwing the ball a multitude of times, 30-plus, uh, like a real NFL quarterback, you're not going to be able to win the game. I mean, that, that's just patchwork. And this is the Green Bay Packers. This is a 4-1 and one team that has only had one game where they've looked like garbage. And it was against a bad team. It was against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, maybe they look like crap this week. Maybe the uh, fantasy fairies fly our way. But something tells me that's not going to be the case, that this is, this is going to get ugly uh, before it gets better. And, uh, you know, we're in trouble. This is next level. Well, three and two, though, right now. I don't know if we would have had us here uh, a couple weeks back. We wouldn't have thought this is where we're sitting uh, before the, uh, the Detroit game. Hell, I thought there was a chance they could lose that game. Uh, I am, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm we happy with how Detroit, things have gone. We've beaten Detroit and we've beaten Cincinnati. And the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders, but they... they the, or you can't really count them because they're still fucking distracted. I, I'm with you on that. I, I'm absolutely with you on that. Um, I, thought, I thought that things... Uh, well, here's something. Justin Fields, be careful out there. He got hit a few times pretty damn hard. And I'm not just counting when he went out with the knee hyperextended. Like, he, he tried to do that spin move right into some some serious hits where he went down and he was grimacing. He's got to be careful back there. I don't, the, the spin move doesn't seem to be getting it done. Maybe he's not quite caught up to speed with the game still. What are you thinking? Yeah, um, I mean, that's another concern is this guy had, like, 80 yards rushing in preseason. He led quarterbacks in preseason in rushing, and – He's not taking off with the ball, and I don't know if that's by design or if, he, if he, he's scared out there, but he had three attempts for four yards against the Raiders, three attempts for nine yards against the Lions, three attempts for 12 yards against the Cleveland Browns, 10 attempts for 31 yards against the Cincinnati Bengals. That's when we had a little bit of hope that we would see him using his legs more, but he's not. And he is an accurate passer, and I know they're looking for that and the limited amount of passes he's touching the ball. But this guy isn't going to get a chance to run the ball. This guy isn't going to get a chance to throw the ball if you're not utilizing him. And right now the Bears are playing very safe. Again, 20 attempts with the Raiders, 17 attempts against the Lions, 20 attempts against the Browns, 13 attempts against the Bengals. I know he played about half that game. So the the most he's had is 20 attempts. That's scary. That's not an NFL quarterback. I mean, that, that's, that's embarrassingly bad. You know, you look at, the, let's say, let's go comparison. And let me see if I can find Mac Jones here. But I, it might be a little bit better as he's catching up to the speed of the game a little bit, Al. Like, Nagy, Nagy was throwing him too much. Like, Nagy doesn't run the ball enough. So I, I'm a, I want to be a little careful talking about this because I don't want it to swing too far in the other direction. Yeah, Mac Jones in comparison, and I know they're, they're different quarterbacks with different teams and different situations, 30 attempts, 51 attempts, 40 attempts, yeah. 30 attempts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Charlotte J says it. He says he's done with that spin move, and he's going to keep uh, he, that. And he won't keep. He won't uh, keep spinning. Says yeah, he's going to get hurt. Maybe he's just putting that out there, so then he just spins the whole time against the Packers. I don't know. A little gamesmanship out there. Yeah, a little ploy. <sighs> yeah, Al got to figure out a way to get him passing the ball more, a little more downfield, like they did against the Lions. I, they, they didn't really have that. I didn't the man see has, much. The man has a laser for an arm. Yeah. He should be just boom, 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 throwing him all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. Guys, you can join in on the conversation wherever you are watching. If you're watching live, if you're listening live, Join in on the conversation. Go to our Facebook page and uh, leave a comment there. Leave a comment on Twitch. We enjoy everybody over on Twitch. And then uh, also uh, shoot, us a, shoot us a tweet. We'll be checking those out here in there as well. Uh, it's live at the Sports Addict that you are watching. He is my partner, Al Archer. I am Clark Lawrenson. We've been doing this show together since 2012. Somehow, someway, we keep coming back at you. We almost didn't today. It was, Ooh, almost, it was close. Almost got canceled. It was close. We're getting there. Maybe next week we cancel it. I don't know. That Maybe that's what our cancel culture is. We just get we get into an argument beforehand, and then the show's just done. It looks like we are good and live on Facebook. People over there are working out while watching the show. Is that what I hear? Yeah, Sean's getting, you know, lifting some weights, pounding some irons. Get himself ready to do some wrestling. Pounding some irons. I like that. Sure. Oh, man. I don't know if you saw it, but my Browns lost to the Chargers this week. It was, uh, I was able to do a two-screen experience and watch both games. So it was nice that I had my Bears coming up with a victory. It was very fantastic. Uh-oh. Hang on. What, wait. What's that? I, it, it, I might have to translate here. It's Little Clark. Is that who? Is that who that is? Yes. Yes. Okay. There. Wait. How did I become a brown? Uh, I became a Browns fan. Uh, they're my AFC team. Uh, you know, you remember we always wanted to watch two teams. Like in baseball, of course, the Cubs were your team, but you also enjoyed watching the Boston Red Sox or the Detroit Tigers. It's the same kind of thing. I'm with Little Clark. Clark, it makes uh, this whole uh, suddenly a Browns fan thing makes no sense. Al, it's been a long. Where where did you find Little Clark? And uh, you didn't turn your screen off this time, pal. Um, but uh, where, where did you find him? Uh, he, he, little Clark. You said you were going to be on the show a couple weeks back, and you haven't been around. I, I was waiting. I kind of wrote you off. I thought maybe you'd be gone forever. But it's, it's good to have you here. It's a mix of like. It's like a mix of Cartman and I don't even know. It's wild. Uh, yeah, Little Clark, uh, it, it's good to have you back. We can discuss more about this Browns thing. But, uh, yeah, a good buddy of mine passed away who's a big Browns fan. So uh, I enjoy uh, watching them. And, and they're pretty good this year. They've got a pretty good, they've got a pretty good team. What will blow, blow your mind, what will blow your mind, Little Clark, 
is that the Cleveland Browns actually left Cleveland and they didn't have a team for a few years and they went to Baltimore and they took the name, the Baltimore Ravens, right? So you have the Baltimore Ravens. Well, then five years later, the Cleveland Browns rose again from the ashes. And that's a team that you can get behind because you don't know the darkness of a city that has lost their team until, Oh, this is going to break your heart, little Clark, but the, uh, the Chicago Bears are likely leaving Chicago soon. Oh, so God. soon we're going to know we're going to know the same pain that the Cleveland. Yeah, they're now. I don't know. They're not going to move to Kirkland. There's really uh, nowhere to put them out there. No, you're going to be you're going to be really you're going to be really upset though. They're going to move all the way to a new city so far away that it's hard to get to where traffic is going to be just as awful to get there as it is to get down to Soldier Field. It's going to be, everybody thinks it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows moving there. But let me tell you something. Most. I I heard something about 1985. <laughs> I, I do. I, I remember seeing the bears. Little Clark, do you, do you did you go? Do you remember going to see the Chicago Bears play against like the teachers in basketball? Yeah, that that was phenomenal. I'm very very happy for you. Well, anyways, just like hey, watch watch your language. You're a little young for that. You're a little young for that. You're a little young for that. Larcher, you gotta you gotta turn your camera back off. I don't know. Um, oh man, the, uh, the Browns are there. We're going to lose our bears soon. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll enjoy them for the last few years that we have them, but soon they're going to give up on this city. They're not giving up. What was that? I don't know. We're, this is amazing. I, I love tonight's show. And where we're going with everything. It, it's back. We're back to the original beginnings of Live at the Sports Attic when we were both in your attic running the show. Tonight the show is back to what it once was. Bag alert. Major bag alert. Wow. That was amazing. Wow. That was absolutely fantastic. Thank you. <sighs> Y'all, we are live at the Sports Attic. That's Al Larcher. I am Clark Lawrenson. We've been doing this show for uh, for quite some time. I'm going right back to that. Like every like ten minutes, I'm just going to discuss where our show's from tonight. That's uh, good. Yeah, we met at Second City. Yeah, and we did. I was funny. I was funny. And Clark was inside to carry a lot of things, and then uh, we decided, well, why don't we do a uh, why don't we do a sports show together? And and you're are you carrying it now? Like, what, what, did you just enter an echo chamber? Well, here's what here's the thing. Like, we we started doing the show because I figured, well, you know, I am funny, so you know, we, we we got that part of it. Clark knows a lot about sports. You know, he's gonna be the sports guy, and uh, that's proven not to be the case so far. So, oh, perfect. That's great. Wait, hang on. I'm gonna be the sports guy. You're you're the sports guy on the show. The first nine years of the show, we've done nine years of the show, and now we're going to discuss who has which role? Is that how this is going to go? Well, I mean, 
mean, you were supposed to be the baseball expert. There's never any base. I mean, the world said that playoffs are happening. The Chicago White Sox just got eliminated. They just went home, and there has been zero talk about baseball. In, in this uh, monumental moment in the Chicago sports now, history. You know what happens every time I try to talk about baseball? Every time in the history of the show, you start talking about how bad traffic is and how horrible the game is. So there's no reason to bring it up. Like, you, you, there's no reason to bring it up. You talk about the baseball traffic, and you talk about what a, what a terrible sport it is and how boring it is, and that's, that's why we get there. The White Sox lost today. They're, they're out of the playoffs, Al. Is that good? They are out. It's over. Hey, there's Eric. Hey, Eric. How you doing? Send them home. You know, Eric's a Packer fan. And he's I've even heard got that. The, like, if you see his stupid picture. Yeah. Dumb picture with the, he's got, like, a Packer scarf. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. That's probably, bro. that's probably why he's in here tonight. This is the first time we've seen him this season. And it's probably why he's in here, because they're playing the Packers this week. Eric, uh, you'll be happy to learn that Al's very optimistic about the Bears' chances. And by very optimistic, I mean he's not one bit. Yeah, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose for sure. I would, I would, I would bet heavily that the Bears are gonna uh, screw this one up. You know. Yeah. What it, what it, what do you predict the final score here? Do you think it's gonna be a blowout? Yeah, I think the and, Packers win. And have you watched a lot of Packers in, games? In NFL is a lot. I mean, they just squeaked. They just squeaked by the. Uh, they just squeaked by the Bengals. The Bears took care of the Bengals. Like, what seems to be the issue? Well, the issue is is uh, they're terrible. Like the Bears, the Bears are terrible. And I, I know, like we just won a game, and it feels like things are clicking, and that's okay to have that moment. But in the course of a season. Very few teams don't win six games. I mean, there's bad teams that win six, seven games. The Bears might win eight games, but, I mean, that's their ceiling. That's as good as they could be. And when they're going to play good teams like the Green Bay Packers, which the Green Bay Packers are, they're having, um, you know, Brett Favre's going away party or Aaron Rodgers, whoever the idiot running the Packers is these days. It's uh, Aaron, whatever the quarterback's name is. I think it's Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's having, the current uh, one. Yeah. Him, I mean, this is the last of the Packers. This is it. We, we will never in our lifetime have to deal with a good Packers team again. This is the end. This is the end, my friend. You can mark it right here on the sports show that uh, the Larcher and Larson Sports Show at, at 7.05 Central Standard Time. It's official. This is the last season the Packers will be good. That franchise is oh, falling boy. apart. And oh, they're not going to recover. Well, well, that kid Fields looks good. You're absolutely right. I, if you disagree, give us a call seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. I think that you just have cemented it that Jordan Love is set to be a Pro Bowler. They're going to win at least one more. Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl win, right? I say only. I say only. Like that's more than that's more than I could I could wish for upon the the Chicago Bears. Here's the thing, now. So as a Cubs fan, it appears that it much like with the Chicago Bears of the uh, mid-'80s there, they were expected to be perennial powerhouses for a while, do really well. Well, the Cubs, the same thing in 2016. As it looks, that's all they got. They ended up trading the whole damn team away this season, right? Would you be happy if I told you that in four years, the Chicago Bears are Super Bowl champions, but you only get the one? 
and you're done. Yes. See? Yeah, I would. Then, then, then you can't really shit on. First of all, you can't really shit on the Cubs winning winning the World Series, right? So. Expect more. What's that? I expect more. I expect a lot more. You expect more out of the uh, out of the Chicago Bears. Correct. Okay, but you'd be happy if at the end of the day. They made it to one Super Bowl. They won one Super Bowl. They hoisted the Lombardi Trophy one time, right? Yeah, I mean, it, you, you got to understand that in football, the odds of winning multiple championships are very slim. Like, it, most teams don't do that. The Patriots are an exception. The Cowboys did it. I mean, usually it, per generation, there's one team that could do a, a lot. To win one Super Bowl is so hard to do that – I want to be that, that, that generational team. And I think we can get there. We just have to fire, you know, Coach Nagy, and we, we got to make some changes. But I, I think with, with the right quarterback, you're suddenly in the right path to do that. You're suddenly on a road to get there. Now, Justin Fields may not be that guy. I, I may be putting way too much stock in him. But he is that guy, and uh, we just need to build it. It appears to me. I mean, that's for sure. What was that? It appears to me that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I... That Fields has all the tools. Is what it, it appears to me right now. So I don't see why. Why, uh, why he isn't that guy? Do you? Think, would you rather the Bears lost a couple of games here this year, as to help make sure that uh, obviously they're. I mean likely going to lose a couple games like let's not let's not uh, try to be silly about very this very likely as a matter of fact i would put a thousand dollars right now that the bears will lose another game this season wow all right okay yeah i mean I, i'm with you there right yeah i'm i'm with yeah, you 100 percent. very, very likely Clark. Very right likely. right absolutely so uh just in uh these are the 1936 white uniforms there that i have on the screen now uh white jersey brown pants uh or i'm sorry blue pants navy blue pants of course uh the helmets that have the uh three orange stripes on the blue helmet and uh stripes on the shoulder pads as well uh they're wearing those jerseys uh this upcoming sunday in green bay so it's a win now uh a couple losses here and there would help expedite Nagy right on out of here right I think so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tony jumps in and says we need to fire the uh, the McCaskies if we want to win. They're probably going to sell uh, we, as soon as Virginia passes away, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Tony would be happy if we're 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, The good or bad news is we can't be 8-8 eight and eight this year. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll be 8-8-1. Eight, eight Hey, Clark, I, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to spring this on you, but I, I, I have somebody here with me. This is a, this is a Larcher and Lawrence exclusive. Um, this gentleman has known Matt Nagy for many years. And, uh, sir, why, why don't you just, you know, explain the situation? Okay. Uh, hello. Who, who Who is with us tonight? Uh, my name is Bob. Hey, Bob. How are you? I, I, I'm, I'm okay. 
Oh, uh, disguise my voice because uh, this is uh, this is serious. Right, right, and it was it was Al. It was very kind of you to bring him on. I know that usually you prefer when people are uh, open and out there, but sometimes in certain situations we really have to help hide their identity just so we can get right to the source. So Bob, Bob, yeah, can Bob, you what's going on, tell us what's up? Yeah, tell us. Well. I've known Matt, uh, Matt Nagy for about uh, 10 years, and, and about five years ago, he sent some emails that um, made fun of fat people, <laughs> and he fat-shamed he fat shamed some individuals um, in the email, and, um, you know, this is 2021, and we treat people with respect and reverence, and we do not uh, allow uh, shaming of any kind. He also had negative things to say about Scott Cooley's height. Keep going. Um, Keep so going. Preach. We're very, we're very, we're very concerned, and uh, we think the McCaskies need to do the right thing. And nothing short of termination, immediate termination of Matt Nagy, uh, would be acceptable. We are planning a protest. Um, we might even have a parade, and um, we might even tear down the uh, George Hallis statue until uh, Matt Nagy is removed for his shaming of fat people. Wow. Oh, my God. Now, Jesus. Jesus. I don't know if we got to take I mean, down the statue. As a fat man, I agree 100%. This man, Nagy, needs to go. They need to get rid of him immediately. I mean, this is, uh, this is horrible. This is, this, is yeah. not a good, this is not good for Matt Nagy. I'm going to be honest. It's really not. Um, is, any chance of murder here or anything like that? Well, like, did, do we, you know? do, we, do, we do plan on shutting down uh, the LSD. Um, well, and, I mean uh, – LSD is illegal, so I, I I can see why you'd want to do that. That's a very noble thing. Matt Nagy also said girl dads are fruitcakes. He said oh. that in an email. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's not bad. That's kind of cool. Like, I I would have to agree with him on that one, to be honest. Like, that's that's all right. Yeah. I'm he also said Cubs fans who are girl dads. Our absolute penises. Oh, boy. <sighs> so, get I, him out of here. I think we should get rid of Matt, Matt Nagy. Get him out of here. Let's start the petition. Bob, do you need Al to help you with the uh, with, with the uh, petition? I was going to say well, position. I have too much work with fans. Yeah, me too. I'm right now. I, I, yeah, same here. I'm a bit tired. But I support the cause. For i got sure. schedules to make, payrolls to do. I've got a lot to do tonight. Well, so whatever you got to do, Bob, I'll support it. I'm getting busy. I'm going to work right now. Thank you for allowing me on this prestigious program. This is one of my favorite shows in all of the podcast world. It is absolutely the best, even if one of the hosts is a dipshit fake Browns fan. But thank you. Wow. Al, I love you. Love the show. Have a good Bob, day. go to hell. See ya. Jesus. That was uncalled for. Why, why did he have to bring that up at the end? We give him a platform. We bring him on the show. And he just comes, he comes in hard on me. He's really kind to you for some reason. That's some bullshit right there. If you want to join in on the show, we won't be disguising your voice, but it's 760-454-8834, 760-454-8834. Follow a guy named Dan, Dan Weederer on Twitter. Yeah, I know Dan Weederer, sure. Uh, he just said the more he goes through the game video, it becomes more obvious that the Bears D is very well-rounded, energized, and in sync. With new coordinator, Sean Desai, they have two huge measuring sticks coming up, measuring stick games coming up, but they are positioning themselves to carry the team. 
I mean, the defense is the reason we're going to win games. I mean, there's no question about that. But yeah. you don't think that defense can keep them in the game against these uh, these Green Bay Packers? How does Mason Crosby still have a job, by the way? He missed like 15 field goals in that game. Did we get so old that all the like all the kickers that were young and everything now are the gray-haired guys? Remember, like when we were young, there was like Morton Anderson, and he was older. Now, like Mason Crosby looked older than hell over there. It was insane. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Wait, who was it? Was that Bob? Did Bob, hey, Bob jump back in? Hang up the phone, will you, please? We're we're we're, we're trying to do a show over here. Man, I'm telling you, I'm a little I, I, thrown. I, I turn his light off. I'm a little thrown off tonight. It's great. Like I love this, but I'm a little thrown. I didn't know Bob would be here. I, I certainly didn't know Little Clark was going to join us. My lord. Well, you never know. Uh, yep. <sighs> oh yeah, that defense is good. I mean, it is. It is, and they're applying pressure. They're getting the quarterbacks. But Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback you don't pressure. Like, he's a guy – there's certain quarterbacks that beat you when you pressure them. Uh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense that Crosby's the highest-scoring player in Packer history. That I mean, Kevin Butler was for the Bears for a long time. Did Robbie Gold take that? I can't remember if he did or not. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm with you. I think the defense is great. Has you have you seen that that uh, the Chicago Bears still have the most sacks in the NFL? They need more of that. I mean, they, that needs to continue. Uh, but again, I think Aaron Rodgers is a guy who's going to find wide receivers open as the pressure's coming to him. Yeah. You know, we'll sack him once or twice, but it's not going to it's not going to get to his head. It's not like uh, you know the softy over there at Carr. You know, you hit him a couple times, and then, you know, that's it. Yeah. That was so damn amazing. Like, um, they they brought that up. Uh, the um, the Rams players brought it up that they just tried to hit him a few times, and and that was it. And certainly that's what the Bears did, and it worked out. I was very, very happy to see it work out in their favor there. Um couple more turnovers I'd have been been happy with. I mean, don't get me wrong. The game was fine. Oh, I want to talk about Matt Nagy. Uh, two weeks in a row now, he's being the head coach, and his challenges haven't made a lick of sense. See? That's yes, what I'm talking it's about. A, it's a common theme with Matt Nagy. Like, nothing makes sense when you use the word coaching and Matt Nagy. Well, the words don't make sense tend to be followed. Well, so. he just – he. He uses a he throws that red flag and it's like that wasn't going to the thought is it wasn't going to get overturned by watching it and then it's within three four plays there's another play and it's like let's challenge it oh guess what you can't because you used your challenge it's the most frustrating thing almost as frustrating as uh what's his name who's who's the fella ninety nine was it uh who who waited until like twenty seconds after the play to throw a guy on the ground. It was the most ridiculous thing. Oh, what did you think of the um, the Roquan Smith uh, ru- uh, unnecessary roughness penalty in the end zone? Not good. What was that? Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Um, uh, at 3.6 sacks per game, uh, the uh, the Chicago Bears lead the league. Minnesota is second with 3.4. Uh-oh, this could be good news for our offensive line. Green Bay is way down, tied for second. They got two point two sacks per game. 
They're way far down. It was Edwards, Charlotte J. Thank you very much. Edwards is the one who had that late, late hit penalty where he threw a guy down like 20 seconds after the fact. Part of me wishes I would have been in Las Vegas and gone to see in that stadium. Uh, part of me is happy that, uh, that I, I got some sleep a little bit here and there on the weekend. Oh, man, I have not been able to sleep whatsoever. It's that, that stupid air conditioning came oh, out. We got to go back to that. What? And then all of a sudden, it's 85 degrees outside. It's 102 in the sports attic. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sick. I'm not feeling good. Um, I finished my team Sunday at a horrible DraftKings day. I was bad all around. I couldn't sleep. And then, so finally, you know, it doesn't even cool down at night. I'm hot. I'm miserable. I'm cranky. I, I, uh, oh, I got to uh, fix this one. Know, this I, one's from a couple of weeks ago, but. Should Al take out his air conditioner is what it was. Dungeons and Dragons. I wasn't having any fun with that. It was like every day. I was miserable all fucking night. Just absolutely. I watched that stupid Sopranos movie. And that blue. It wasn't the worst. Like it was pretty good. It could have been better. Oh, it sucked. It was it pretty sucked. good. I enjoyed the story. That, that movie. I enjoyed it. Like the plot. That the plot and even the filmography. What? It reminded what? me of a video game. It like was when, great. When a franchise releases. Uh, 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 a video game that's an alternative story to the movie. That's exactly what that was. That whole thing sucked. So I, I got that. I didn't go to bed till about 7 a.m. because I, I was wasting my time on that piece of garbage. And then I look at my schedule and it's like, oh, I got to go to the dentist at 11 a.m. I go into that dentist's office. I am like an absolute zombie. Like I, I can. They're asking me questions. I'm, I'm like just like I, I'm falling asleep in the chair while they're trying to. To, to get the crown, the machine that they, they have to, they use the sonar to like figure your mouth out. Yeah. And then they send that to the, uh, the computer that generates the crown. It like builds the crown in the other room. Well, the computer's not talking to the crown building machine. So it's taking I'm forever. Asking, no, it's bro. They're not communicating. They're, the fucking Wi-Fi is down. So that's not happening. So I'm sitting there half asleep waiting an extra 40 minutes when I call the IT guy. And you know how they fix it, Clark? How how did they fix it, Al? Well, you got to do is you just reset everything. You oh, just turn it off. And turn with it everything. Down. That's the answer to everything. You just reset it. What did you do earlier? You reset it, and then all of a sudden I could hear you. We were a little late to the show. We just had to reset. Jesus. Unbelievable. So then I can't. I couldn't sleep, and then so finally today I got sleep. But I Al, under the web. I've been averaging 2.5 showers a, a day for the last week. It's just been horrible. Horrible. It's wet. It's awful out there. I understand your frustrations, man. Uh, I don't understand yours, though, because, like, I oh physically God. have to remove the air conditioner, and then it's out of the window, and it's a pain in the ass to get back in. All you have to do is flip a switch. No, but I'm not at home all the time. Like, it's, I'm every, oh. at work, it's awful. Like, it, and I'm going back and forth, and I didn't turn it back on because it's like, well, it's only 72 degrees. But, however, it's just so damn humid. It's awful. I don't, man, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh-oh. What's going on? Hey, now? Oh, boy. It's, it's your wife. It's Lauren. Uh, you, you, sound, you sound a little different tonight, honey. What's no, up? No, I don't. I sound like Lauren. This is Lauren. Oh, you do. You sound exactly like Lauren. What, what do you need yeah. there, darling? Oh, honey, make sure you keep the air conditioner off. We got a, we got a concern. We got a concern? 
She, you know what, Lauren? This is the first time that you've mentioned this. You know, you you normally have asked me to turn the air conditioner on. It's kind of it's kind of different that this is how it's going. Yeah, well, things are strange, strange times. Okay, Clark, no, that's just true. I told you not to bother me while I'm doing my show. Kids calling in. And What's she doing calling in? Next up, I mean, I'm going to have a kid run in here probably next, and you, I know that upsets you. Where's that cat? That cat's got to get in a shot soon. No, the cat is taking the night off from the program. <laughs> you, you and you and Rygar have had some lessons lately. Rygar has been attacking your mouse. Oh, I had the same issue with the little one in here today. She she moved every single knob on that board, every single knob on the board. So when we start, when we when you and I got together for the pre-show meeting, I couldn't hear you at all, not one bit. Uh oh, you're going to be in trouble, Larcher. Did you hear this? You're being reported to the boss. Uh-oh. What are you <laughs> you're getting, talking about? You're getting reported to Lauren. What? Why because me? because of that. Because of that right That's there. You you That wasn't me. You're stealing her likeness. That's copyright infringement. That is that likeness me. infringement. That's ridiculous. This is not This is not all. This is This is ridiculous. Thanks, Lauren. Oh, my Lord, Lord. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, man. So, yeah, I had a bad DraftKings week, but I was galaxy-braining last night. I spent, like, uh, four hours. I found the player pool. I, I picked apart the player pool that Chipotle Addict was one of the best uh, fantasy football players in the world. Clark, are you still there? Uh-oh. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Yeah, are I... Okay? Uh-oh. Think, things are going wrong. I was trying to do something, and now now I've got the circle of death. I don't know. Everything could fall apart. The whole thing could fall apart here. Are you there? Clark, are you screwing this up like you screw everything up? <laughs> Jesus. No. No, I'm not. Unbelievable. Oh, boy. Yeah, the rails. I don't, I don't know. Off the rails. This I kind of like just watching the little uh, circles. Yeah. Make, make, uh, As do I. Kind of cool. You seem oh. to have more layers on yours than I do, but, uh, yeah, when the cameras don't work, my Lord. We're back. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Hey, I, I got to update the faithful listeners to Larcher and Lawrenson. Uh, remember a couple of weeks ago, you know, a lot of things have just been showing up to the house addressed to Lauren. Thought maybe somebody, a gentleman caller or, or a gentle lady caller might have been uh, hitting up my lady friend with different gifts and whatnot. But come to find out, it's something called brushing, where uh, people just send things to you, to your address, uh, so that they can, so that they can, so that they can go and leave a, a comment or a, a review to make their product look better. Well, uh, this showed up for her. Um, I don't know if you can make that out, but it's uh, it's one of those ring lights uh, that everybody gets who does their live TV show and podcast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, if she's getting some of those things, there it is, my friend. There it is. So uh, some of those things coming in are, are becoming quite handy, to be honest. I got some trimmers for the house. Trimmed up some trees. It's going really well. Are you still in on that cart? Can I bring it by? Yeah, I want the cart. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, so that's the story there. Uh, I don't understand why you get brushed and I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know how. Are you looking to sign up for this? Because I don't think it's something you want. Like we, we went online. Like we went. There's a government website that you can go and you can, uh, you can put something on there. Oh, Jay, Jay, she doesn't. My wife loves me. I swear she does. I swear she does. Well, no, I don't but, understand why. Like, why would you want to stop getting free stuff? Well, no, I same here. It's just uh, we did go and change our Amazon password and different things like that, just in case. But we don't even use hers, so I don't. They came addressed to her, so I don't understand like what it would have to do with my account. That's the one that we use. I I have no idea, but I'll. I don't well, know. Can you just can you can you contact the people doing this and uh, just be like, hey, listen, can you just send this up to Larcher instead? But how do I contact them? Like it comes addressed to me from whatever place it was ordered from, right? Like, I don't have, I don't, I don't get it. There's no return address. There's no return to sender address unknown. Will that get us copyright infringement or is that a cover? A poor cover at that. But would that, like me singing right now on these platforms, will will we get in trouble with that or what? No, but you gotta, you gotta be like, uh, you gotta be modern with it. You gotta, gotta, you know, know, really, really. Return. Return to sender. Stop sending me things in the mail. I didn't ask for this. I want to bail. You keep on sending things that ain't right. While Al sits at home and plays video games all night. I think we're going to have to come back to this. You're on to something here. Can you write a song tonight? Like, you've got this. We, We figured it out. I've been wondering how to monetize this show for so long, and I think we finally got it. We can sell an album. We can make an album. We're going to become famous. We're going to become rich. Just like WWE sold millions in their albums with all their theme songs. We've got this, Al. Okay. We've got right. this. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bag alert. Major bag alert. I've heard you singing that song. Is that just on this show? Or is that a real show? Did I hear that song somewhere else? That's a Wendy's commercial. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it is a real song. It's a little bit of both, Clark. Okay. Do you play that for all the for all the kiddos at the at the tavern? At the disco? Yeah, once in a while. Once in a while. I'll I'll play the bag alert. For sure. Ah, boy. What else? What else is going on? So uh you know, before you start, before you start bragging about your three weeks in a row at DraftKings. What happened? Wait, what? Oh, I beat you this week. Oh, oh, what? You didn't hear? I beat you this week head to head in uh, uh, DraftKings season long. Uh, or I'm sorry, in uh, season long. In the fantasy. in Ross's foosball league. Did you? Were you paying attention last night though? Did you start sweating it a little bit? No, I wasn't paying attention because I knew I won. I, I, I saw at the end of the day it, it got a little closer than I would have liked, but yeah, I, I just kept, won. I just kept getting the thing like Andrew's touchdown. You know, like after two of them, then I'm like, well, let's go look. And then when it went into overtime, I'm like, holy shit, there was actually a chance. It was still a long shot, but I needed, I needed like another uh, what, fifteen? No, another thirty yards or a touchdown from him. Not a big chance. Uh, what was it? Mark Andrews last night for the for the Ravens had like 36 points. It, like, it was unreal. 39, something like that. It was just silly. 
But yeah, congratulations on your win there. It's funny how some weeks you're most of the time you're talking about, oh, my game's in the daily fantasy. My game's in the daily fantasy. But now today, all of a sudden, it's all about it's all about the year long fantasy because that's where you beat me. Well, my game is definitely in the daily. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not denying that for sure. Did you want to dis- did you want to discuss the DK Rainmakers and how many weeks have there been this season so far? I don't know. No, I don't want to discuss it. Well, let's move on. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> yeah, Monday Night Football went. Dude, Lamar Jackson is an absolute beast. Like that guy. You know, there, there's people who, who didn't in fantasy in daily fantasy who didn't project him as a top three. Uh, quarterback, which is crazy. I mean, it, it always was. Uh, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Jackson. Those were the top three quarterbacks going into the season. And and, and people who were afraid to draft J- uh, Jackson were crazy. I mean, the dude, the dude's a beast. He owns. He owns. He's like a basketball player. You know, and sometimes in basketball, you get the one guy who just dominates a game, and um, you know, the rest of the team doesn't even matter. And that's who Lamar Jackson is. Sir, could you remind me of what your screen name is on DraftKings? Big Elwood 9. Big Elwood 9. And do you recall what my screen name is on DraftKings? I don't know. You probably have like six accounts. (laughs) Nice callback there. Al, you're right on Lamar Jackson. My Lord, he can do almost anything. Um, Tony, Tony jumped in there, and he agrees on that as well. But, man. Uh, back to, uh, back to looking at our, at our draft Kings right there. Um, yeah, you, you were close. I mean, you were within 20 points. That's not so bad. Uh, Al, I predict, I predict that there's a good chance that I have won all of my games. I've won three out of five, your daily fantasy rainmakers league. Like that's the league that you run. There's, what every week there's about 10 of us that play nine nine between nine to 13 people and uh all of those fire signs that are there next to my players there those are all good things we had a couple guys that were the same too i'll go over to your team for the uh for the loyal listener derrick henry of course i mean hell 50 55 percent of the league played him and why would you not well i told you i i told you when we did the show a week ago, that he was priced too too low, and you're an idiot if you don't play him. Well, and, uh, I season one. I am what I like to call a good student now, and I appreciate you bringing it up because I, I did that as well. Uh, you weren't really uh, maybe you did talk about Adams, but uh, I decided spending up there was good. And if you notice, you and I were the only two who played Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like looking at that, so that's what put us ahead of the of the rest of the pack. A move like that. I felt very good about my team this week. And if you look at it, because I build this team as a cash team and not a tournament team, yep. that oh, 173 is a perfect cash score. That's going to win you most 55th and take care of it. You know, you build tournament teams, so, you know, I get it. But um, Well, but, was, but by I playing chalk, but I'm going chalk with Henry and with, uh, and with Adams there. I mean, that's a, those are cash game moves. Go back to my team for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was really comfortable with this team because I was able to get in CeCe Lamb, who was projected to have a hell of a week, and his price was so damn low 
Um, you know, he was, he was a smash play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go off as, as well as I projected. Um, Fournette was, was, was the chalk move that got such a low price. I mean, I was, I was able to play two mid tier, uh, running backs who both delivered. Yeah. I was able to play the number one wide receiver on the board who had a chance to absolutely go nuclear, which he did. I played the number one running back who had a chance to go nuclear, which he almost did. Um, you know, Chenault was a mistake. Um, that was kind of me try, trying to be contrarian and going way off the board. looks like someone else played him as well. Um, and then Trey Lance, I thought, well, you know what? Let's spend down and really use his leg equity. And uh, I, that turned out to be my ultimate mistake was playing Trey Lance a week too soon. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just shocking that, I mean, you did the same thing. You were able to build a lineup that had the number one running back by a mile and the number one priced uh, wide receiver by a mile. Um, yeah. You know, smart smart move going Joe Burrow. I mean, he he was in consideration for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought more people would play him, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I, I messed up. I went with the wrong wrong right, wide receiver there. That's uh, – yeah, but, I mean Chase. Uh, all of them were project. All three wide receivers were projecting really well. Where was Chase priced? Do you recall? Um, about. I think he was about there. About the same. Yeah, I fucked that up. Yeah, but, uh, it might have been a little more money. Yeah. We both went. Uh, I mean, defense like it can matter, but we both did the same there. Um, Damian Williams got me almost the right amount of points that I needed from him. But uh, you know, you mentioned with yours with um, who, who was it with with Lamb? Like he got you right about the right amount of points, but the hope yeah. there was that he'd go off a little more, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought he would have a really really good week, and uh, a lot of people did. It, it just set up well where that game was supposed to be a shootout. That game was supposed to be all the points, and I believe he was actually projecting for less ownership than Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown was banged up. Uh, by the way, Jamar Chase was 5,800. I just went low. Okay. So, um, I don't know that you could have gotten there because you don't really have anywhere. You punted at tight end with the play everybody played at the punt position. Uh, Ricky Dansfield's going to bop with the all-night Jones. And uh, the Washington Redskins were the chalk defense that uh, everyone spent down for, basically punted at the position. So, really, you had nowhere to go. Maybe you could have done less than uh, than the Williams play, but – I don't know where you would have went. So, um, yeah. So you couldn't have gotten Chase unless you unless you went down at quarterback. That that I think that that would have been the move there. Yeah. Well, but I mean, if I'm going to go with like I wanted to stack, like that's the idea there. Um, and well, with the Burrow thing, um, the run back there was the Adams, right? So that yeah, I enjoyed having that. That's why I built that team that way. Or that's why I had both of those players. Um, Honestly, in a, in a tournament this small, you you don't have to stack, <laughs> and you have correlation between Adams and then then the receiver. And you I know, can still build with correlation. You still want correlation, but it's not necessary. You didn't you didn't stack. I didn't no. on yours. No, I noticed I that as well. I don't think it's necessary. And you know, and you know, I live and die by the stack rulings in tournament play. So, yeah, uh, where. Where did we, uh, where did, you said it wasn't a good week for you in general. When you, when you and I talked in the morning, 
you said that you were excited because it was a boomer bust kind of day. And it seems like it, it seems to me like it went bust. It did. It, it, it went bust because you know what? I, I, number one, it was a very, the chalk hit. So when you gamble against the chalk, you're right most of the time because it's giving you an advantage over the field in large tournaments. But when the chalk hits, it doesn't give any individual an advantage, but it does play to the the regulars who just kind of play DraftKings and they don't consider things like ownership Mm -hmm. because I mean, the the really chalky guys put up a lot of points and um, yeah. So, I mean, it went against a strategy. I, most of the players in my player pool were the correct solution. I feel like I didn't play enough of certain players. And I'll tell you what, the biggest mistake I made was uh, Madison. I got lazy, and I didn't want to deal with the injury tag of Madison and Cook. And when Cook got ruled out, I started plugging Madison away in some of my uh, smaller tournament stuff. But in my mass fields, I didn't have Madison. And at 5,500 and 35 DraftKings points, he was the clear play on the week. So um, that, that, that hurt me. That, that was probably the biggest takeaway. Um, you know, he, he was a must play. Okay. Because every other piece I had was correct. Okay. There wasn't a lot of differentials either. There weren't a lot of guys who made a difference. You know, you want to talk about the scoring on the, the uh, running back position. The number one scoring uh, a running back was, you know, projected Derrick Henry. He put up 34 points. Austin Eckler put up 33 points. I didn't play Eckler. Miles um, Gaskin put up 31 points. Madison put up 30. Kamara put up 29. Zeke put up 28. Like, there wasn't any, the, 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 the good wide receivers in the mid-tier. Everyone kind of clumped together. There was no guy who went off. You know, unlike with the wide receiver position where Adams clearly was a must play. And I, I played Adams. I did have a lot of Adams. But, okay. um, you know, he puts up 40 points. Mike Williams puts up 40 points. And then your third guy is Antonio Brown who puts up 34. And uh, Kadarius Tony puts up 32 points. By the way, at 4K, that, that was a must play as well. Like you needed uh, Kadarius Tony. And I probably played Zacharias Tony only in stacks because I was on him, but I, I think I only had him in the giant stack, and uh, that was limiting. Um, so what I did this week is I told you I did a little bit of galaxy braining, and I went ahead and I looked at uh, Chipotle addicts lineups. Could you He's one of the best? Could you define galaxy braining? That's when you get like stoned in the middle of the night and you're sitting in your underwear and yeah. you are thinking so hard on one subject that you are you know, beyond, you are in, the, in a faraway galaxy trying to, to trying to overthink things and, and take things to a whole different level of strategy um, that, that, that the average person wouldn't consider. So I literally broke down every single, I have a dry erase board. I, I literally broke down every player that Chipotle uh, addict played. I looked at all his stacks. I looked at what he did, where he did runbacks, where he didn't do runbacks, what players he allowed outside of his stacks, how many, you know, there's always a question. Well, how many, you know, you're running 
you're running 150 teams, you're running 20 teams, how many running backs should you play? I played 12 running backs on the week. Uh, I look back at Chipotle expert all season, he plays eight running backs. So this week I am going to, and this week and moving forward, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's one of the few things I was able to, to uh, discover breaking down his stuff. I mean, I tried to completely reverse engineer everything he did. I took his player pool, I put it into my computer and I started generating and started adjusting the optimizer and the ratings to try to match his, to generate basically, you know, his high score on the week. And I got there, but there wasn't a lot of like, you know, I was hoping like, oh, you know, if I sort his running backs by, you know, projected points or let's say, uh, you know, uh, percentage, percentage of the offense the player actually is, that it would, it would break down like, oh, this is what he's looking at. And I couldn't get there. You know, the, the dude, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't break down his strategy exactly, but I did, I did get some takeaways. So I'm looking forward to trying to match Chipotle experts play and get a team that's higher than his this week. That's my goal. So galaxy braining didn't get you there is what we're getting at. No, your spelling of it is absolutely uh, atrocious. <laughs> galaxy braining. Like you've insulted <laughs> galaxy braining to, to an umpted degree. <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, Hang on, it's when you're so high late at night and you're in your underwear that your brain is taking you to new levels and you can really study inside of the brain of some other, like, do you literally get into the brain of the other people? It's hyper-focusing so much on a, on, and on one subject. It right. that, like, you can't galaxy brain, Clark. You're incapable of it. You're, no. you're ADD. What? You cannot focus. Are you telling me that I can't get that high? Are you trying but to challenge me? What are you doing? I have galaxy brain before. That's how I built my model. I, I got a galaxy brain one, one night and I, I spent like four hours just adjusting numbers. And that's where, when my uh, model hit the first time. So I'm, I'm a big fan of galaxy right. braining when it comes to, to uh, fantasy football. And uh, yeah, and I did it this week and I'm excited to, to, to like legitimately try to try to beat this guy, try to kick this guy's ass. I mean, that, that's my goal, and he's so good. And like, what's his so name? much better than I am. What's his name Chipotle again? Ex- Chipotle expert. Chipotle, Chipotle expert. Addict. Chipotle addict. Okay, all right. See, I, I entered a tournament this week. It was a $50 entry fee. There were, I think, 2,500 entrants. First place was $60,000 and a ticket into the uh, millionaire maker, the Super, the World Series of uh, Fantasy Football which has a $12 million payout. So I looked and he, he was sitting at first place for a long time. And I'm like, Chipotle expert, why do I always see his name? So I Google him and I'm like, Oh, he's a former poker player turned. Um, he's a former professional poker player. Uh, turned, yep. uh, fantasy football player who's won a million dollars. And he, he's one of the best players in the world. And I started looking at it like, you know what, let me go ahead and let me break into what he did. And uh, thankfully, the tools over at Fantasy Lab kind of allows that. I'll say here. Let me share a screen here. Okay. Look at this. Oh, and he—I see he's on the old Twitter too. Is that him I out of? I uh... him on Twitter. No, maybe. Oh uh, no, I this might be him. somebody else. This might. Yeah, it's not him. All right. People hashtag him a lot on Twitter because he—he. He, uh... Because he's all over the place. Yeah. It, it make my screen big here. Fair. Yeah. 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 Here we go. 
maybe get a little zoom in there. Um, and you mentioned he was a former poker player. And for those of you who don't follow daily fantasy too often, tra- traditionally quite a few poker players are pretty good at daily fantasy. Right. We, we play with a lot of the same strategy. You search for an edge, uh, you know, you look, you look for plus EV, um, which is key. I mean, you've got to find that plus EV to get anywhere. And um, plus, but, plus EV for the layman who may not be uh, an expert yet, but we, we're going to make some experts out of this. Above, above uh, expected value. Okay. So plus expected value. So, you know, if, uh, uh, you know, if a player is projecting for 13 points, and you have a little bit of an edge that gives you 14 points. You got a little bit. You got a plus EV. All right. So he, you know, here was his his interesting his his uh, field. Is that correct? His Justin field. Um, he had 23 rosters. Fantasy Labs just pulls that out for you. That's fantastic. It looks like he was on Trey Lance just like you were. Yeah, he 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 doubled he doubled up at Trey Lance versus the field. I mean, he must be using an optimizer. I don't know that he hand builds. Mm-hmm. Um, he played a lot more. He played more quarterbacks than I would have guessed. I like to be around seven or eight quarterbacks. He was at twelve, but it gives you it gives you a couple stabs at guys like a Mac Jones, you know, who who did have a game where he threw for forty uh, attempts. You know, uh, okay. he played some Justin Fields. He was he was in line with the field on it, but he he was there. Um, but then you look and. Here's something. Here's a ballsy play that that I appreciate, and that's something I want to do look, looking forward. You know, Alexander Madison was like a, a must play this week, and he, his price point and his his usage against his opponent made so much sense. This guy went Chipotle expert took a hard stance, went a hundred percent. Every one of his lineups had him in it. Now, mind you, he, he's only running eight uh, wide receivers and. You know, this guy didn't win any huge money this week. Okay. Uh, I I think I think his best team put up 215 points, which was a lot. You know, it was it was enough to to be in the top hundred. He's always in the top hundred though. Um, James Robinson at 34 percent, another good play. He only basically basically what he does is he buys he buys a handful of players at every price point. He doesn't go under 5K at running back, which is smart. Mm-hmm. You know, that generally is where the chalk happens, and that's dangerous. That's bad chalk. So he basically he, he made a stance. He wanted one high-priced running back. He, he went with Derrick Henry. It was the right play. It was a chalk play. He didn't care. Um, he, he bought Barkley. He went Elliott. But I think the optimizer really didn't spend up at that position because it wasn't worth it. So he got about 4%. Najee Harris, man, his 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 attempts are so juicy. Even against a tough opponent, you want it to be there, and yep. he was seventeen percent. You know, James Robinson, another sneaky play, saving you, uh, you know, six, seven, eight, three grand off the top running back. He went high exposure there, and then a hundred percent on Madison, and a little bit of Damon Williams, a little bit of Fournette. He doesn't necessarily. Uh, he stacks every game he plays. Every quarterback has a stack. He doesn't necessarily double stack all the time, only when it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't always run a player back. If a game doesn't make sense to run a player back, he doesn't do it. You know, for example, even though he played both of the uh, the Bears and Raiders quarterbacks, he had no run back for either team. So 
he, he just left it naked, which is fine. And, uh, you know, the wide, rece- the wide receiver position, you know, 42% on uh, Devontae Adams, uh, which was the right play there. So, okay. CC Lamb, Chenault. I mean, his player pool was very, very similar to mine. Oh, this is a full player pool. That's not just his exclusively. Uh, Gosh darn it. But, there it is. Is. Yeah, I mean, it is, I run something like, because I limit players within stacks, like a Jalen Waddle. I might play only in a stack with Miami or whoever Miami's playing. He's a, he doesn't he doesn't limit any one receiver to just their stacks. He has the stacks, but then he also just allows this is his his player pool regardless. He doesn't add extra players to the player pool. One player was not in a stack. Only one player did not have a quarterback, and that was that was Brandon Cooks. He played. He only played 19 wide receivers. I was running – when I win tournaments, I, I was generally around 26 wide receivers. I think this week I was up to like 32. So I need to tighten my wide receiver pool. I think that's a lesson to be had by looking at Chipotle experts, uh, Chipotle addicts uh, play. Right. Uh, and then tight end, I think he ran 8 or 12. Here's something I find interesting in – most weeks he spends under 5k at tight end. You know, he punts. Yep. He did a, he did have Waller in the lineup, but that made sense because Waller was a guy who could actually break the field. <laughs> he also a lot of his stacks, like for example, Minnesota, his Minnesota stack didn't have Thielen in it. Um it had Justin Jefferson and he went with Tyler Conklin the tight end. And I couldn't figure out this, this was part of the galaxy branding that was driving me crazy. I couldn't figure out why he played certain tight ends over certain wide receivers in stacks, but it might, it might've been to differentiate himself from the field. I still haven't figured it out yet, but you know, it it was fun looking at his stuff. Here were his lineups. Um, 235 winning a million. That's not true, though. Um, yeah, I would have – maybe this was in a different tournament, but, you know, he had, he had the Brady stack with Antonio Brown. <clears throat> you know, ran that back with, with uh, Gosicki. You know, gets 235 points. Like, I mean, that's a solid lineup there. And, again, Tom Brady, he has two game stacks. So, he has the Brady – to Fournette, this is another thing he does. This is another thing he does. He, he'll, he'll play the running back in, within the stack, you know, where, where most people just try to play the pass catchers. Oh, yeah. So we had Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, and uh, Antonio Brown. That's huge. As the stack. And then the run back was Gilsicki at tight end, which is nice. You know, it gives you relief at tight end. You're punting at t- tight end anyways. So why not go with the team in the other stack? And maybe that's his strategy. And then uh, he played a running back in the flex, and that player uh, was uh, James Robinson, who went up against, uh, of course, Henry. There's another stack in here. I'm just not seeing it. Minnesota, Detroit. 
Nope. Washington, New Orleans. I don't know where the other stack is. So Cincinnati Green Bay. So he he had the mini stack. So he had a secondary stack of the two receivers who ended up balling out um, within the single stack or the the double stack of uh, of uh, you know his quarterback uh-huh. of Tom Brady. So he does that a lot. He 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 runs a lot of double game stacks where he'll have mini stacks within the stacks. Again, here it is again. Green Bay, Cincinnati although it is a Cincinnati stack. So he's got something else going on. Oh, he's got uh, Minnesota, Detroit, Jacksonville. Well, he's got Jacksonville, Tennessee here, the running back versus the receiver. So, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. It, it's smart to break down what other players are doing and how, how guys who constantly win are getting there. Sure. And uh, he's a guy who constantly wins, and he is getting there. So, you know, some takeaways to be had. Sometimes it takes a little galaxy brain to get there. Other times it doesn't. Sometimes it takes doing a podcast and looking at it through that lens where you can explain it to others. This has been, this has been very valuable to me, Al. Thank you for, uh, for the learnings here. Yeah. I, well, well, you know, while we're here, why don't we just well, let's look at what won the Millionaire Maker? All right. Yep. It wasn't me. I had three entries in the Millie Maker at twenty bucks a piece, of course. And yeah. you know what I won in the Millie Maker? I came zero. out zero. That's right. Sixty bucks even. I, uh... I was sixty even. I I won sixty. I, you know, I I got my money back. I played a full twenty teams in the Millie Maker, so four hundred and twenty dollars. And uh, I think I lost about three hundred. Yeah, I lost I lost three hundred on the day, man. I even I hit the uh, I told you I told everybody I, I was preaching it, and it was an Elvin, it was an Evan Silva thing where he said play the over on the uh, chart. Oh yeah, twenty four and a half. I so wish I, I would have. I wish I'd have gone and just bet that straight up. I don't know why I didn't. I didn't catch the. I didn't catch your drift of what exactly you were talking about until after, and I'm sorry about that. Yeah, if you play fantasy football and you focus on a team, you know, go ahead and look at a sports betting book and, and try to figure out if the team totals match what you're projecting. In other words, if you think Cincinnati is going to put up 30 points and Vegas is saying Cincinnati is only going to put up 24 and a half, well, then clearly that's that's a pretty good bet. That's a great, so, that's a great point, Al. That's an absolutely fantastic point. Where uh oh you're pulling up the Millie Maker right now? I'm trying to. It's it's being a pain in the ass. It's being one of those. Yep. Fair. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah, the White Sox game today, Al, ten to one while you're pulling that up. Uh I, I caught pieces of it here and there. Larusa got fired up at the end. I think I think he might be back with them one more year. Um they're definitely the best thing in town and they're built to have a few more good seasons, so let's see what happens with them. They could be right back in it next year. Oh, yeah. Fire them up. Let's go. Let's win. Man, Al. In another championship here in Chicago. We speak in faces and heels, right, in wrestling. The, the Houston Astros are the heels. Man, this dude, Altuve, every time he came up, got booed heavily. He had two hits, and then they're up 7-1 to one on the White Sox in the eighth inning, and he comes up with two guys on. They boo him like crazy, trying to call for him to get hit, and he hit a home run that I don't I I think it might have landed at the base of the Sears Tower. That's my thought. Wow. 
Wait. That's a hit. Although I don't think Holy it, I don't think it faces that way. It'd take a lot of wind probably to get it there. Would it go into Lake Michigan? Which way does that? Which way does that face? Is anybody listening who uh, who sees that? I don't know. I know that they should have turned that stadium so that the skyline's in the background, but they did not. Hopefully, when they build the stadium in uh, Arlington Heights, maybe they'll consult you on what direction. Are the, you, you, no, you're going to want to. I'm not going to have anything to do with them when they move there. Like nothing. I'm. They they can ask me anything they want. I don't care. They can do whatever the hell they want with it, and I won't pay attention. Really, you're just absolutely going to reject any help. I might go there for if the Browns are playing the Bears, but I'm not going to go there to watch the Bears play. And I'm certainly not going to help them build the stadium. They're leaving my town. They're dead to me. You don't, you don't leave Chicago, man. You don't leave us. We're a strong fan base. We're good fans. Don't leave me like that. I realize that it's a little, a little bit uh, maybe out of line to think like that. But let's build a stadium down on the lakefront. It's hard to get into 90% of the NFL stadiums. It's hard to get out of 90% of the NFL stadiums. Yeah, so why not, why not, if you have the ability to make it so it's easy, why not do it? You know, I got that a buddy. seems like a selling point for me. I got a buddy who runs concessions out there at Allegiant Stadium, and today I heard uh, Spiegel on the radio was giving a review of it, and he, he mentioned a couple things about the concession stance that he wasn't happy with. So I've got to give my buddy a call and uh, see, uh, see what he thinks of that. I've got to go back and listen, actually. Ten years ago, I'd have probably been in Las Vegas to watch him play this last weekend. Not right now. Not me, man. No? No. Nashville. So the guy who won the Millie Maker this year. This week? Only played only played uh, uh, two, two, two teams. So wow. there's some hope to your strategy. And I've been noticing that more and more. Like, uh, you know, they say... They say something like it's a something like forty-five is the number you need to uh, uh, the average winner has forty-five. Okay, because you get you, you know, get one hundred and fifty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, and the dude the dude who uh, got second ran one hundred and fifty. The guy who ran third one ran one team. So. Wow. So the Millie Maker is very much about what you can afford, but understanding you are going to be playing guys who are maxing out at 150 teams. You know, it, it, it's going to happen. It, it's going to be there. So three grand a pop, huh? I mean, if I win it once, I'll probably play 150 teams. You know, it's funny. I broke down Chipotle Experts thing, like I told you. Yep. And then I look. I was looking at his totally entry at into the uh, the four thousand dollar game. So his entry into the Millie Maker, he actually ran hundred and fifty teams. Okay. And had a much bigger. Everything oh, I, I see. Thought I knew. I, I I've completely wasted my time last night. I galaxy brained and I, I crashed into a planet. That's what happened. Well, so. that as I discussed, like that'll happen sometimes with the galaxy braining. I would imagine. So Chipotle expert won a thousand dollars. I lost three hundred and sixty dollars in this in this week's uh, Millie Maker. So he's he's still winning, is what you're telling me. Yeah, I had twenty one rosters, sixty players. Jesus, that fellow who won—that's a hell of a return on investment, eh? 
Yeah, that's a good week. <laughs> yeah, that's a decent week. I wonder. I wonder nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, nine hundred and sixty. Wow. I wonder if he's. I wonder if he's a rando or if he, if the dude actually um, is a player. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and look at his lineup. Is that his lineup right there? Oh, yep, there it is. He had two lineups. One of them uh, right near the bottom. The other one ranked at the top. Yep. And the Millie Maker, that's important. I that's how that's how my lineup works pretty much every week. One's high, one's so, low. So he he had the he had the team stack. He had Tom Brady, Mike Everett, Evans, and Antonio Brown. That's exactly how I played played it as well. <coughs> um, I didn't play any Hunter Henry, so that that was a smart move there. He had a secondary stack with. Let's find it here. It says it has two team stacks. Carolina, Philly, no. Detroit, no. Adam Cincy, no. Yeah, I don't see the other stack. Yep. Detroit, Dallas, they're somewhere. But anyway, so he had a secondary stack somewhere in there where two players correlated well. Um, yeah, I mean, look at that. Again, the double stack is what, what it took to get there. Yep. You know, I keep I keep thinking may, uh, maybe I have to rethink my strategy on the double stack, but at, time and time again, it pays off. Um, he didn't do a run back, is that right? Tampa no, Bay, I Miami. I don't see a run back. Mm-mm. So. Oh, and then uh, so. Okay, so running back, as I was discussing last week with you, when I told you you did wrong and you got all defensive, running back. You mean when I won? Yes, <laughs> running back, running back against the opposing defense is terrible correlation. Running back with your with the with the defense they play on is positive correlation. So that's that's his double stack here. He did uh, Alexander Madison, and he had Minnesota's defense so you know that that that's positive correlation you have the team stack you know the tampa bay buccaneers were playing the miami dolphins the miami dolphins had a really low team total i think it was right around 17 it might have been like 18 um so he didn't do a run back and paid off his other team this this guy knows what he's doing his other team also stacked he decided to go with a jacksonville stack and uh he ran it back with AJ Brown, so he he did have, he does play the concept of run back when it makes sense, and it did in that situation. Um, man, he went heavy on Green Bay uh, with Adams and Jones. I don't like that. I think that, that that's a little too neg. I think they have negative correlation. Um, both those players. He punted with Seals. That didn't pay off. But coming off the chalk, man, going with uh, Kadarius Tony and Hunter. Won the guy a million dollars. <laughs> you know, my best team. Let's see what we got here. Ranked uh, 30,000. And it was a uh, naked Trey Lance. Weird. I don't even know how that happened. Hmm. I don't remember uh, running running him naked, but there he is. No run back. Oh, that was one of my tournament teams, I see. I must have accidentally played it and uh, played it in the Millie Maker. Uh, yeah, I mean, this team, $30. This is probably my best tournament team, only 168 points. 
it was the Cincinnati stack, Burrow, Chase, Boyd, and I ran it back with uh, Aaron Jones. Man, that should have been the other guy. Should have been uh, the wide receiver. Devontae but, Adams? Yeah, should have been Devontae Adams. I think you made but, that mistake once drafting in a year-long league, too. Yeah, that still pisses me off. But would you have said it if, if you like that? Yeah, I would have. You would have given a mulligan. You'd have given a mulligan for it. Yeah, I mean, what if? Uh, let's say I didn't draft Aaron Jones. What if I accidentally drafted a kicker? Like it, it's sure that's it's, different. It's though. harmful. It's harmful. Click the wrong button. True. Are you there? Am I yeah, frozen? I think I might be freezing yeah, I mean, up. Your picture's frozen. No. We can hear you just fine. Yeah, you're a little choppy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. My end's kind of being an a hole. Hmm. Let's go back in time a week and see what happened. I didn't play the middle maker the week prior. Um, but. Uh, Chipotle expert, if he did it, if he had anything going, uh, but yeah, I, it's just using something. If you're using, I mean, if you if you're using, look and see what other people are doing. <laughs> find the good players, find the players you respect, and see what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chipotle uh, expert lost ten thousand dollars the week prior. In the Millie Makers. So, this is the fourth thousand hour game. I don't know why it defaults to that. I was going to Millie Maker. Um, yeah, I mean, that's where that guy's playing. He's playing in the four thousand hour game and probably making a lot of money because, you know, once you're a big fish and you get into that big pond, if you are legitimately good, I mean, that's where, that's where you're you have a lot of up. people wanting to come at you who also yeah, have you that don't money. Have to, what, I mean, when you're four thousand dollars a team and you're buying 20 teams yeah you know you're, you're playing other dudes who the randos are gone you know guys like me who are pretty damn good at this game are gone like i'm not i can't afford to swim in that pool so it's just the best of the best and they're serious about playing and yeah uh right. here's the million maker Thousand. I finished in the million maker. Suzuki is. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Minoru Suzuki. He um, he's he's fighting uh, Brian Danielson this Friday on YouTube. AEW. Oh, it's YouTube. Yeah, it's before uh, before AEW goes on the air on Uh, YouTube. That's a very smart move. And let me tell you why that's such a good move. Why is that because a good move? I, I don't think that um, – uh, did you play the Millie Maker last week? Yeah, my best team is uh, – I, I, I finished 8,435. What's your name, Clark in – Clark in Lakeview. I had three teams. I came out even. 
my ROI is going to show up as 0.0.0. I don't know if it necessarily um, shows every player. Oh, I'm not good enough for your analytics? That's ridiculous. Well, I I think you just don't rank high enough is what it is. What? Um, Ridiculous. Last week I was a lot higher. I had a team with 100 bucks. My thing with Suzuki is um, the randos, the people who are watching the television show, mm-hmm. don't necessarily know who he is. Right. And those that are may not be all that. Like the guy like Andrew, I don't know that he's all that impressed with Minoru Suzuki. Sure. You know, the, the guy's old. He's old. You know, he just throws these weird punches. You know, he's very geeky. Um, so... I don't think he helps your television product whatsoever. And that's why you would never see him in like a WWE because the way they play the game there is very much uh, different. But when you put him on YouTube, all the nerds like me who are hardcore wrestling fans know exactly who he is and are going to want to see it. And they're going to go to YouTube and they might turn off, you know, SmackDown for that. So that that makes sense. It's kind of, uh, clever thing from Tony Khan. I have to give him credit there. Because when I first heard it, when I first heard that that's what was happening, um, I was like, man, I love Suzuki, but I don't think he's a good play for television. But if you're saying he's just on YouTube, then, you know. Sure. Well, then why uh, – that's their counter move after after um, they uh, – that's their counter move, right? Didn't SmackDown announce an extra half hour of their show? So they're going yeah. into Rampage, isn't that the big deal? There's a whole crotch shot because uh, Clark, I gotta, I gotta go wait for a second. You Are guys you... Uh, talk about something exciting, okay? Oh talk my... about baseball. Gosh. Now, what I wanted to show here was a, a couple of things from uh, at B Rob NFL. He has a couple of uh, good Bears highlights over on Twitter, so I'm gonna pull those up just to, uh, just to bring those out. Hawker, how are you? Good to see you out there. Um, Hawker caught the crack shot. Nice. Yep. It'll happen. No big deal. But, uh, no, Robinson here showing off. Uh, watch this. Jonathan Quinn here um, comes in. How did he get in so quick? This might be Quinn's best play as a bear. 94. Here he comes. Right there. Boom. Jacobs. You're not getting anywhere. That's absolutely phenomenal. How did that happen? What uh, we were talking earlier, how the Chicago didn't, uh, it's kind of unreal um, what they've been, uh, what, uh, what they've been able to do on defense so far this year. And Jonathan Quinn is one of those people who's actually showing up. Uh, Check this out. Talking about Khalil, uh, Khalil Herbert here. Watch him, watch him move. He gets, he gets moving there. And of course there is that, that clip. It's not here, but that, uh, Earlier in the game, Daniels had that play where he um, where he just body slammed a dude, and I I don't think that's going to be here. But uh, yeah, great Bears win this past week. Things went absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we do this show every week, y'all. If you want to join us, um, you certainly can on the Twitch line. Jump in on Twitch. Jump in uh, over on uh, jump in over on Facebook Live. Jump in wherever we are. L. Archer is back. He's here. He's ready to roll. 
I think we'll see him soon. How are we doing there, partner? Sorry, buddy. I was uh, I was squeezing cheeks, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, JR was around. <sighs> Dropping Mr. Grumpy off at the pool. Oh, you did pop up. All right. Yeah, you want your your ROI was sixty dollars. Oh, I did. Hang on, I, let's uh, let's pull that up. We gotta. I'm officially uh, adding you to my favorites list. We've got to take a look. We've got to take a look at me over here. Where where'd I go? I can't even see it. Did you get rid of me? No, I think it's thinking again. Okay. Damn it. Hey now. Good to see Hawker hey. out there. Yeah, I just showed a couple of Bears highlights that I had found and pulled up. Like, Jonathan Quinn had a play where he was in the backfield out before before uh, uh, Jacobs was able to do anything. It was unreal. Unreal. Looking very good. Let's see. 17 players. Rygar, you can't scratch me like that, honey. We're going to go to whatever class on this later. No, it's not play. Ow, come on. It's not playtime right now, baby. Leave the mouse alone. We This is last week's lesson. You all right over there, partner? She's attacking. My Lord. Careful. Hang on. I was, I was talking to my lady friend today about this. And Larcher, your cat is absolutely gorgeous. Like there aren't many cats that look that great. Look at these things. Those are claws. Are they are they rough? Oh, they're like razors. You got one of those climbing trees and scratch pads and all that stuff? Oh yeah. She's got it all. This cat is so spoiled. Does she get to your furniture? She's there's some things I've given up on. Okay. You know, the exercise bike I never used. That became hers. That, she, she uses that as a scratch pad. She likes the... Uh, it's kind of like a climbing bike. tree, right? The exercise bike is... A, I mean, it's just like a climbing tree, I would imagine. Did I lose you? There we go. This is brilliant. Man, Larcher, uh, my, uh, my dad got uh, an etching on the Northern Illinois Veterans Memorial. I saw that. That was yeah. Really, uh, yeah. Cool. It's pretty awesome. It's really, really cool. Um, I never would have thought that. I remember when his his name was first on it. We were all really proud. He's there. His name's on it next to his brothers. Uh, but then uh, now, after he passed, they went ahead and put him on there. Pretty amazing. Awesome, buddy. Oh, Congratulations. I also forgot to mention that I went down to watch the marathon. And let me tell you, it's exhausting to go watch a marathon. At the end of it, you are wiped out. You, you spend all of your energy going to find people. And you high-five them. You try to offer encouragement. I don't know if it helps or not. It, I, I would think it does. I've, I've ran a couple half marathons in my life, and it, it helps. But uh, my girls, Hazel afterwards, the, the four-and-a-half-year-old, she says, uh, she says, Mom, Dad, in the, on the car, she says, when I grow up, I want to be a doctor or a runner. 
And I've never heard her, like, I've never asked her, like, we haven't talked about what do you want to be when you grow up, but maybe at her preschool, they must talk about it a lot. But she wants to be either a doctor or a runner. And I let her know, you know, you can do both. Yeah, you could be a doctor who runs. Absolutely. Or a runner who doctors. Either way. No, house... House wasn't able to run, though. You know, because I try to think of great doctors. House. Did he try to run? House was probably the best doctor. No, he had the cane, so he couldn't run. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had the cane because he was addicted to pills. Are there any doctors that run fast? Yeah, I would imagine most doctors run fast. Really? Because they're they're probably in good shape, right? Well, a lot of doctors, especially like... uh, Emergency room doctors mm-hmm. are um, ad- adrenaline junkies. Okay. Know, it's, part, it, it, it's part of the draw of a job. You know, it's kind of like uh, some guys, you know, they want to be cops. Oh, they, sure. They need that kick. And they're generally health fanatics because they're doctors. So when you when you add those two things together, you get a lot of runners. Have you ever seen uh, any of the documentaries or watched any of the show or listened to the podcast, Dr. Death? No, I have not. He was a surgeon who just kept trying. He had the will, a lot of will. He, he played some college football, but he wasn't that great at it. Then he tried to be a doctor, and he just had a lot of will, and he kept thinking he could just keep trying harder without actually doing any good at it. And that's not, that's not what you want in your surgeon, Al. Um, approximately 50% of the physicians surveyed who were under the age of 40 said that they run, and running was the most yeah. popular leisure activity for that age group. Yeah, not, not shocking whatsoever. Not at all. A lot of drug addicts, too. A lot of drug addicts. A lot of drug addicts run? In that profession. No, I have a profession. I mean, the whole doctor profession. it's got to be easy. It's got to be easy to fall into that. You know, one of the things, being a statistics guy, is one of the things that always bugs me is if you look at the margin of error of a doctor and a surgeon, they kill a lot of people. Like, you know, accidental death caused by a doctor, it's high, you know, and we grill police officers for accidental shootings and we question their motives and, um, you know, and in, in some cases their motives are horrible reasons and right. bad people. Just not, but yeah, right. Doctors are just as deadly as, uh, most of those jobs, like they fuck up a lot and it doesn't get called upon. Like physician error is one of the most, one of the leading causes of death. It's crazy. But to err is human, right? See a hawker, have a good one. To err is human. Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. But every profession is going to have, you're going to have errors, but some professions that we hold the higher accountability towards. Sure. You know, like you can't be bad at certain professions. And I think that might be one of those things we should really start looking at because, you know, if a, if a doctor comes in hungover the next day and because he's hungover, he goes ahead and, and he, he cuts a vein wrong or he does something wrong, a surgeon, and, a guy, and somebody dies because of it, nobody questions it. Nobody wow. questions it. it yeah. It's just like, oh, he messed up, you know. It, it's part of the risk of surgery. I mean, to me, that's just crazy that, that we have no accountability towards doctors, but they're all heroes, you know. It's tough. It, it's a tough thing. I don't even know. Um, wait, what's that? It's a doctor. 
Oh. Are you watching Hi. Dallas? Hi, Sammy. That's a medical doctor walking a video game, I think. Wow, that's I don't know amazing. I don't know what that's about. That's amazing. I don't know what you just found there. <sighs> All right, what else? Man, it's uh, – tomorrow there's a few deadlines for work, so – it's a crazy, crazy day. Very, very high stressed. What's that? What, what do you have to do? Uh, I've got payroll due. I've got schedules due. I've got uh, everything. Everything's today and tomorrow is what it's been. It's crazy. It's busy. Absolutely slammed. Wait a minute. Hello? I can't hear you at all now. We lost you. You're not showing up over there. He's Al Larcher. I don't see any green coming there, so it looks like audio's not getting to the system. <laughs> no. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, This show has really hit its stride right now. We are at the top of our game. If the top of our game is uh, 60%, we're definitely near there. You got to take your 60%, then subtract the 40%. Still not getting anything over there. I don't know what what changed with the get up, but something changed. And now Larcher's gone. Uh, We do this show weekly. Next week, we promise to be back with a little bit more, uh, a little more strength. Oh, I'm not supposed to be this big. Uh, Hello. There we are. It's my show now. I'm going to run this as I want to uh, because I have it completely prepared. We kind of went off the rails here on this week, but it's been great to be back. We've been back with the show ever since the NFL season has come back. It's been exciting. We didn't get a chance to start to build our lineup for this next week, but come back next week and see if I have defeated Al Archer in DraftKings yet again. In his Rainmakers League, I have finished first out of between 9 and 14 players three weeks in a row, and I know that that just gets – yeah, it it doesn't sit well with Larcher. I'll tell you that much. Um, Hang on. Oh, there he is. Yeah. And you got audio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, okay. I was just telling him how great you are. And I was signing off, but uh I didn't think I didn't think you were coming back. I always come back, Clark. I'm like a I'm like a lost dog. All right. Well, it's been wonderful. I think we covered everything. We didn't break down this week's uh, DraftKings, I will say. That's what I just said. We didn't get to that. The pricing this week is there's a lot of low end. There's a lot of, there's not a lot of big dogs playing. There's not a lot of big money. The slate is smaller. There's only 10 games. Okay. Um, And there's there's not a lot of guys who could kill you. We're hitting a bye week for the first time. I'm in trouble in one of my year-long leagues, Al. I, I need either Delvin Cook or Damian Harris to be healthy. Or I might not have a running back. 
I think Cook is is gonna come back. There's always running backs, Clark. There's always things you can do. We'll see. I'm a little anxious. A little anxious. The, the top price running back this week is only seventy nine hundred, and that's Austin Eckler. So okay. just to give you an example of how weak the running back position is this week, it's not like last week. Um, Aaron Jones at seventy three hundred second, Chubb seventy two, Zeke seventy one. Um, so you're going to be playing a lot of guys like, uh, you know, the ones you, you kind of avoid most of the year. The yep. Jonathan Taylors, the Gibsons, Swift, Hunt, Henderson's going to be a really good play this week. Probably going to be really highly owned. Okay. Uh, Damian Williams. I think people are going to go back to Damian Williams. Um, I think it's worth considering the other guy, the Khalid um, for the Bears. Herbert. Herbert. Khalil. We got two Khalils. Wide receivers this week are all pricey. Adams at 9K, Hill at 8,500, uh, Mike Williams at 81, and Jefferson at 8. So you're going to be spending up at wide receiver this week, and you're going to be spending down at uh, running back. Kelsey is back, Waller is back, Mark Andrews. Uh, they've been off the uh, board for a couple weeks, Prince Waller, but uh, or, or last week, I should say. He didn't have Kelsey. Yep. Awesome. Well, until next week, we'll find out. Will the streak continue, Al? Is no. there any chance? Four in a row? Zero. Four in a row. Zero. Four, 0.0 chance. Yes. All right. I'll put money on it. What, what kind of money are you going to put on it? You running a sideshow over here? I don't know. I'll bet you a steak dinner. You don't repeat. All right. I'll, I'll put a steak dinner on the line. Because you know what? My winnings the last three weeks have already paid for that steak dinner. So that'll work out just well. Guys, we'll be back next week. 6.30 every Tuesday night. Live at the Sports Attic with Larcher and Lawrenson. Thanks for listening on all of the platforms. Podcast listeners, we don't forget about you, I promise. Good night. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night.